All right, another show. Thank you for joining Heal Thyself for another week. Very special show we have today. The Knowledge Bomb is going to go into wound healing. How do we optimize our wound healing? How to reduce pain? If you have something from a scrape all the way up to a surgical procedure, how do we protect ourselves, heal ourselves, and optimize our overall health, okay? And then, very special guests, James and Dolly Marin are going to come in here. They really encapsulate what it means to be healthy when it comes to all facets of life. They're super passionate as nutritionists about organic food, eating healthy, plant-based, but also how our food is connected to our communities and connected to our world. So they're really going to talk about from the micro and the macro, as well as their, them to have an amazing relationship that I always look at and I go, wow, they really know how to work through stuff. And so we're going to talk a little bit about conscious relationships and conscious parenting too. So we get a little bit of all sides of what it means to be healthy. So... Without further ado, let's really go into this knowledge bomb. I'm really excited to talk to you about my personal experience with wounds and uh, what I've done that has been so, so helpful for me. And I can share that with you. And then look, you can put it right in your medicine cabinet, have these things readily available for you and your loved ones. All right, all right, knowledge bomb. So I had a little minor surgical procedure the other day, okay? And it brought back the awareness of something, how powerful the body is, how aware it is, how conscious it is, how it's essentially its own entity. It's conscious, it's intelligent, right? It's intentional, and it's always working to achieve homeostasis. And what that is is balance, and it's a powerful phenomenon that we don't think about all the time, but it's real, and it's the reason we are alive. The body knows how to heal all diseases. Disease is an adaptation to the conditions it has been given, whether purposeful or unintentional, whether genetic instruction or epigenetic influence, disease is an adaptation. So with that thinking, how do we heal from the disease or the condition? You give the body what it needs to heal and you remove the obstacles to healing. I'm going to say that again. Give the body what it needs to heal and remove the obstacles to healing. This gives the body a clear path to restore balance. And body doesn't care about the diagnosis if it's diabetes, hypertension, cancer, autoimmune disease. All the body cares about in its own inherent knowledge is restoring balance of disease. Whatever the manifestation is, it's just a deviation from balance. So with that thought process at hand, one of the most elegant subtleties to this intelligent work is how we see the demonstration of a wound that's being healed. And what an incredible symphony that we see of blood cells, proteins, enzymes to create a clean surface, seal and restructure the tissue to normal. And we sometimes don't even bat an eye at this extraordinary process, but it is nothing less than extraordinary. So today I wanna to talk to you about how we can help our body to do its job in healing wounds and injuries. We sometimes cut ourselves in the kitchen. Sometimes one of our children is out and they scrape their knee. Uh, sometimes we have a sports or work injury. Sometimes we or our loved one go under the knife. Regardless, it's the same approach more or less. You gotta give the body what it needs to heal and remove the obstacles to healing. So before I go ahead, I'm gonna set this disclaimer. If anyone is on a medication or getting surgery, you gotta talk to your doctor about what to stop and when, right? You gotta listen because there are some contraindications that may happen. So if you plan on taking a supplement protocol before surgery, you gotta stop when the doctor says and then restart when they say, um, just for their safety because they would know your case much better. But with that said, there's a lot of really, really good, powerful supplements out there and dietary lifestyle interventions that are gonna be super helpful 
uh, and conducive to healing. So when it comes to wound healing, let's think about the stuff that blocks healing. First and foremost, inflammatory foods. It's astounding to me that the people who need the most healing, the people in the hospital who've had surgical procedures or who are really sick, are experiencing this horrible, horrible inflammatory food. In my experience, I've seen it. I've seen Boost and Sure. I've seen heavily fried foods, high sugary foods, refined carbohydrates, and it's inflammatory on all counts. And these people are just not even batting an eye. And there's there's the dietitians right next to them not saying much about it. For me, that's unacceptable. I had the pleasure of working in a hospital that was much more conscious about what was on the menu. But interestingly enough, still, many patients curtailed what was on the menu and went outside of the hospital to get their own fast food, which was crazy to me. But still, a lot of hospitals are doing better now as time's going by. But regardless, you got to remove inflammatory foods from your diet, particularly if you're trying to heal at all. But in this case, when we talk about wound healing, inflammatory food is going to be the most counterproductive thing, okay? So you got to stay away from all of those high inflammatory sugary foods. Um, Basically, I mean, I remember seeing someone eating chicken, parmesan, macaroni, and a small little tiny salad, and they had a little jello and a soda. And I'm standing there and I go, I can't believe this this is given to people who need it the most. So stay away from those processed carbs, refined sugary foods, alcohol, vegetable oils, process and conventional meats, okay? I would actually say dairy as well, especially when you want to heal your body. But listen to what your body wants. When I had my procedure, it was interesting. I was craving citrus, and I I don't really like citrus foods much. I don't eat much oranges or lemons or limes, but the craving was there. My assumption is because of the vitamin C content, and my my body wanted that vitamin C, not only for the immune health, but also for restoring and building collagen. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best. And they're always at health events and people are loving them and their quality. Alitura Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you ask me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like jojoba, olive, rosehip oils, and the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products, GHKCU, and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alituria Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. All right, let's face it. With all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays with processed foods, pollutants, and even stress, 
our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's Liver Detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trafalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula packed with antioxidants that has been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic, one of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has your back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifiShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. So the day that I did have surgery, I had some turmeric and some ginger juice. Juice both, put a little bit of black pepper. And what it did is it really helped my body immediately with that inflammatory process. It helped me avoid pain medication. Of course, ask your doctor first, but it had the anti-inflammatory, it was integral, that, that effect in my body to help because what I experience is no pain medication, wound healing, very, very much so rapid wound healing, um, no bleeding, no bruising. It was pretty incredible healing, but that's to be expected because when you take the approach to working with the body, I mean, I've seen it. Look, I worked at a cancer hospital. I have had hundreds and hundreds of women had full mastectomies, their breasts taken out, partial mastectomy, one breast taken out, or part of their breast taken out. And more or less, every single one went through the same protocol that I did for myself. And so many, I'm talking about the majority, and I would say probably eight, eight to nine out of 10 of them left the hospital earlier because what we did was work with their food, work with their anti-inflammatory and wound healing processes. And it's a shame to me that you know a lot of surgeons out there aren't using this approach, but that's okay because you know about it. Anti-inflammatory supplements for injuries and wound healing are very important. So I will say again, have this conversation with your doctor. But for me, I don't want to take any pain medicine if I don't need to. It's absolutely, for me, unnecessary, absolutely unnecessary to take if there's other options out there because of its long, dark, corrupt history. Pain medicine and its propensity for prolonged and dangerous addiction is real. So there was no way reason there was no way I was putting that near my mouth. And I was very clear with my doctor and he understood completely. With that said, luckily, there's a lot of powerful remedies out there that nature has given us. Boswellia, this is aka frankincense. You might have heard of that. It's a really nice anti-inflammatory, especially for any joints or joint procedures or joint inflammation. But also I've experienced and I know that it's very helpful for full body too. In animals and humans, we see this improved joint pain, particularly because it's boswellic acids. Their constituents that it's made of 
have potent inhibitors of the 5-lipooxygenase pathway. That's the enzyme responsible for inflammation, okay? We also see in a small randomized controlled trial that Boswellia increased pain threshold and pain tolerance versus placebo. Another one of my favorite ones, bromelain in animal and human studies. It's an anti-inflammatory and it has good absorbability. Also, you want to make sure that when you take bromelain, you take it on an empty stomach as it is enzymatic. It can possibly digest your food instead of doing the, the, doing the work that it needs to. It's also found in the core of pineapples. Uh, you may have heard that before, um, but to a much lesser dose. This is the one that I take. I usually take it a little bit later in the protocol process. It's very helpful at preventing scarring, but also it is a potent inhibitor in the inflammatory pathway, and it reduces those inflammatory proteins, the ones that make you feel really crappy at night. Turmeric. This is one of the top ones that I call this one of the king anti-inflammatories out there, the queen or the god of the goddess, right? Tumor necrosis factor alpha is the mediator of inflammation and, and it will be high in most diseases, okay? And it is triggered by this gene, the transcription factor called NF-kappa-beta. And what it does is it regulates the immune inflammation response and it's what triggers that tumor necrosis factor alpha. Turmeric is known and will downregulate this whole process to reduce that heat. It lowers the heater in the body and suppresses that inflammation. One thing I always want to say, and I, I mentioned before, I had a turmeric and ginger shot when I came back from the surgery, is uh, you want to add black pepper to it because it will increase its absorbability by 2,000%. Turmeric in itself is not readily absorbed. Although if you do have some gut issues and you want to keep it in the gut and not in the, in the body, so if you have some systemic gut inflammation, then turmeric in itself without the pepper would be a good idea. But for me, it was full body. Um, outside of the gut. So I used the black pepper. I also mentioned ginger. Ginger is one of my favorite anti-inflammatories, very well studied, potent anti-inflammatory. You want to make sure you use that um, as well. I actually prefer it in the food form. So I'll do ginger teas and ginger juices throughout and it'll be really helpful. So how else do we help heal the body from wounds? Anything from a cut to a surgical procedure, you need collagen deposition to heal that wound, period. The more collagen you have, the faster that wound's going to heal. Vitamin C, in my opinion, is the most important aspect for collagen, more important than even collagen peptides. It helps synthesize collagen, but also helps to strengthen the collagen that you already have. Vitamin C-rich foods are mostly going to be found in plants, citrus foods, as I mentioned before, the oranges, lemons, limes, papayas, bell peppers, guavas, strawberries, currants, Brussels sprouts, even broccoli. Next part of collagen are going to be the amino acids that are attached or help make up collagen. And that's going to be proline, lysine, and glycine. So you want rich sources of those as part of your diet when you're healing. If you have animal products, most of them are going to have them. If you don't, here are some plant-based ones that I enjoy and prefer. For proline, cabbage, soy, tempeh, chives, asparagus, watercress, beans, chickpeas, and mushrooms. Lysine, lentils, beans, soy, tempeh, quinoa, pistachios, pumpkin seeds. For glycine, which is actually calming too, watercress, bean, pistachio, pumpkin, pumpkin seeds, uh, and sesame seeds. So you can also Google a complete list for yourself, but remember we're all biochemically different. If any of these foods I mentioned before, you know, you react to poorly just because it has vitamin C or proline or glycine or lysine, don't eat them. Listen to your body. What else did I use? Red light therapy. We had, um, Mike, Dr. Mike come on and speak about his red light therapy and the importance of red light therapy, therapy through the BioLight. And red light therapy is really important for wound healing. Actually, it's one of the first things that it was invented for. 
Uh, so why? Because it stimulates collagen production. We know that. So also from even the beauty side, red light therapy is important. But on a wound, uh, I really, I, I cut myself, my finger pretty bad uh, last uh, winter. And uh, it took, what would have, what should have taken about a month and a half to heal took eight days and I had red light therapy and the next product I'm going to talk about. But red light therapy is super important, helps mitochondria, activates mitochondria to start healing and it brings in more of that collagen or it stimulates collagen production. The other one was active skin repair. You heard me talk about this. It's a medical grade skin and wound repair product. It uses hypochlorous acid. This is the chemical that's released by white blood cells. It helps in the natural healing process. It's natural. And it helps fight microbes at the same time. And it's medical grade. It's safe to take in any part of the body or to put into any part of the body superficially. But hypochlorous acid is natural, non-toxic, and it helps support the body's own healing process. It's amazing stuff. It's something that I've been using persistently with the red light, coupled with the red light. Um, and lastly, part, part of the wound healing, you want B vitamins and minerals so to as cofactors for all of these enzymatic processes to help rebuild your body. And for the last part, I had a long talk with the surgeons and said that there's two things that I do not want to be taking. And, and, and it was completely fine with them. But the pain medicine and the other one was the antibiotics. Now, I'm not going to say that everyone getting a procedure not take antibiotics, right? They, they can be essential, especially for invasive procedures. But so for some procedures, in my opinion, they're not, particularly the one that I had. So regardless, if you are taking antibiotics and you end up taking antibiotics, make sure you eat prebiotic-rich foods like jicama, asparagus, chicory, onions, et cetera. You can Google the rest of the list. But also make sure you're taking the probiotics during and after the antibiotics or towards the end of the antibiotic um, regimen. I particularly like the Microbiome Labs line, Metagenics line, Clair Labs, and Orthomolecular lines, okay? Also, lastly... If you are getting any surgery or anyone needs to go under anesthesia, whether it be local or or you're you're getting full body and they're knocking you out, anesthesia, then uh, make sure you're supporting your liver. And you can do so in different ways. What I chose was glutathione as uh, in the form of the Quicksilver pump under my tongue, helping support my liver detoxification. There are a lot of liver supporting herbs out there like dandelion, milk thistle, artichoke, what you want to do is first talk to your doctor before you start taking herbs, okay? So there you go. There you have it. Make sure, and if in, look, the worse the wound, the more aggressive you can be with these with this approach. But again, always talk to your doctor. Make sure it's not contraindicating with anything that anyone, you or yourself or your loved ones may be on or something that is planned like a surgery. It's not contraindicated. It's really important because a lot of these supplements and or herbs particularly do interfere or theoretically can interfere with uh, medications and or anesthesia. So really important conversation to have. But with that said, understand that a protocol like this is super, super important, super, super powerful, will expedite the healing. And I, I know it did for me, will reduce the pain, will reduce the bleeding, will reduce the bruising. So really hope this was helpful to, to your, love, your loved ones. Make sure even at that, Get some of these things, put them in your pantry or put them in your medicine cabinet, keep them there just in case there is any wounds or, you know, your child cuts their knee or, or gets a really bad, really bad gash somewhere. Really nice to have this stuff. Um, so yeah, hope that was helpful. We are going to get to our special guest. This married couple is amazing. The Marins. Um, really, really encouraging, really motivating 
really just special people because of the way they approach health as a whole, not only in family dynamics, not only in their own personal relationship as lovers and partners, but also as conscious parenting, but also, also their passion for making the world a better place, having us eat healthier. What is the importance of eating more plants? What is the importance of eating organic? What the heck is regenerative farming? We're going to find out everything in this segment. All right, here's one of my favorite things is when I have a guest who was here since the beginning. Now, these two were one of my first ever guests on the show. 100 episodes later, we got them back, Dahlia and James Marin. And I cannot wait because they're two dietitians who go past what you would think dietitians know. They know everything about, yeah, healthy eating, what's some really good stuff you can give your kids, but then we start talking about soil science. How are we connected to our world and our health and just big picture stuff? And this is why I love both of your work. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so you. much. Yeah, we're catching up saying it's been a while and it was great to see how much everything's grown and yeah. all, all your Watching success. Your this is great. Yeah, we're yeah. big fans. Well, one of the best shows ever was still was like you two coming on early on mm-hmm. and just, just dropping bombs and not, not only just like healthier eating, but like empowering our children to eat better, which is so important and really hard and yeah. difficult. You you both have like the most beautiful little kid that we follow. I've been following on Instagram for years. <laughs> My brother will tag me. He'll be like, look how cute this is. Yeah, or, your you know, will. yeah. So, um, but but let's let's do some catch up. What have you two been up to since shoot? Uh, it was probably like April twenty nineteen. Right. Yes, yeah, two right. years ago. Yeah, so I mean, we have our integrative dietetics practice, and we're we're loving that as thriving and growing, given everything going on. But it's been wonderful, and she's our lead dietitian, killing it. I mean, uh-huh. just loving her patients, uh-huh. and of course, I'm biased. This is my wife, yeah. obviously, yeah, but yeah. I see the love she gives to her patients. And, and it's like spreading, right? Mm-hmm. And we've come to the realization, this, this energy we're giving, we don't need crazy marketing. We don't need to do a billboard. We don't mm-hmm. need to run a commercial ad. It's like people feel it. And then they're like, mm-hmm. I got to introduce my cousin and my sister and my mm-hmm. mom. And families are having appointments with us. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's so cool. So our practice is thriving. Um, we brought on two other dietitians as well. So that's Married to Health. We've just kept yeah. the name and that's our practice as well. Our daughter, just spending time with our daughter, each other, growing, yes. really. And trying um, to just maintain that balance and everything and always remember yeah. why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Because right. it can be so easy to get caught up in all of the opportunities that come along and all the people that you meet. But at the end of the day, we remind each other, we are doing this to help to heal the world. Mm-hmm. That's our goal. That's our mission. That's our Northern Star. And we start mm-hmm. in our home, right? Mm-hmm. So we always prioritize each other, our daughter, Layla, and really try to just share what we're doing. We always say we try to keep it real, and we do. I'm going to show yeah. you guys the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you when Layla spills a cup of yogurt on my head on accident. <laughs> and, you know, all the good in between. When she's having a meltdown and right. all that. So it's, it is. It's making sure we have that balance, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and we've really, in this year of growth, come to the understanding of what is success, you know. Like, first, like, oh, we got to post on Instagram, we've got to get all these followers and we got to make sure mm-hmm. financially and this and that, but really success is making sure we have a healthy, well, individual, each other, healthy marriage, our daughter's healthy, we're, we have time to pray and exercise and eat, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all these different things and that encompasses this picture of success. And then mm-hmm. finances are, are a little piece of it. So for sure, that's what we've been up to, just just making sure we're keeping that at the forefront. Yeah, you know I, I mean? love that. So, that's yeah. so empowering because... Uh, you both have, from everything that I know, a really deep connection with each other. Mm-hmm. And then the family unit, bringing in your daughter is like, 
raising a healthy daughter, empowering. Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of people viewing and listening going, okay, sounds awesome. How, we know we know that it can get really rocky many times. What are some of the things that you do both as a couple and as a family unit when things get really rocky? What are some really good interventions? Ooh, that's and a good it's one. been rocky. <laughs> yes, I yeah. think people often think we have this perfect life. Mm -hmm. We've always had these perfect lives. And this past year has been trauma for, I think, everyone. We've been yeah. globally traumatized. But, you know, it's brought about lots of other repressed trauma. And so many of us, we are no exceptions mm -hmm. to that. And so with dealing with that and navigating it and kind of feeling the waves of, of when trauma comes up and down, we communicate. At the end of the day, it all comes back to that how are you today? What yeah. are you feeling? Mm. What are you doing? You, how, you know, this happened today. Why do we think that this happened? And I think as long as we're communicating, we're growing mm -hmm. because we're just understanding one another. Although we are so connected and we have similar lives, we grew up very differently. And, mm -hmm. you know, we've both kind of gleaned our own good and, you know, learning opportunities in mm -hmm. life. I always say we're the same coin, but she's heads on tails, right? It's <laughs> like you could you could be the same object, but be very different. We, we're like that as well. And and for me personally, it's been, um, you know, I, I honestly have to thank Dahlia because I grew up very traumatized. And I realized that this past year or two. Uh, and, and I do therapy for it because I realized I was traumatized. Mm -hmm. And Dahlia has helped me realize I was traumatized. Mm -hmm. Even to this day, I saw it happening again in 2020 where mm -hmm. personal things are going on with my with my mom and dad and it's like, oh wow, I see them doing the same cycles yeah. they're doing and trying to trying to now bring in a new generation, my daughter, into that trauma. And I had to go, hold up, yeah. stop that. And so it's even you know, when things are getting kind of crazy, it's it's humbling yourself, whether you're the man or, or whoever in the relationship and going, what is my wife telling me here? What is she communicating to me? Let that come in and go, okay, now I need to make some changes and, and alter and just mm -hmm. take time to do that. Mm -hmm. And when you're go, go, go and do, do, do. And I know I know what I'm doing. Ego is very big and everything. And no, we got to worry about the business and getting followers and getting patients. Right. And, no, you got to just be like, wait a minute, right. what, what's going on here? Let's actually get healthy. And, um, you know, the focus is nutrition for us, but but it's more than that, right? It's mental health, it's physical health, it's emotional health. And that's that's really the next level for us where we're going. Breaking yeah. that generational trauma, right? Yeah. Because now you have a kid and you want don't want to pass any of that mm. down. Right. It, it's always, it was always like, it's really hard for the child, the son or the daughter who, who goes, damn, I'm going to be the one to break this. Mm. <laughs> you just kick down and, and, and like. She looked at me too, like, oh yeah. Yeah. That's it's that. really hard. That's like hard. I've chosen to be part of that. And, yeah. you know, I know maybe my family, my brother might've, but like we're in it and mm -hmm. it's time to break this. And mm -hmm. it's difficult it to is. see those things or see those things with like within your family lineage. Yeah. Or I think what's difficult is for people who you love to feel like you are hurting them. You are doing these things to hurt them mm -hmm. because they might be so deep in their trauma. They don't understand. They can't see the light at the end of that tunnel. So they're so deep in it. Maybe they are the trauma. They're, you know, mm -hmm. at the epicenter of that whirlwind and they think you're doing it to be mean to them, yeah. to ostracize them, to, you know, exclude them. And truly it's not. Intentions are always pure and always looking forward to growth and just loving on our daughter. And so 
really knowing why you're doing something and really knowing who you are is mm -hmm. going to be such an important aspect of this growth and this transcension of some of this trauma to know mm. I'm doing this because in my heart, I feel like this is what's right for my child and myself. Yeah. And to, and to kind of connect that to nutrition a little bit, it's mm -hmm. funny because that laid the, the groundwork for this. Like being mm -hmm. healthy was almost like this clarity, right? Right, right? When you're getting all your minerals and phytonutrients and your microbiome's healthy, you're getting those neurotransmitters from your vagus nerve and everything's firing like it should, you're almost, you get like this new vision and you're like, whoa. And then you can continue to build on right. that. It was really cool to, to feel that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and even with your patients, like yeah. you had an, a recent experience with a patient of yours too, where we're dietitians, but we're talking with some, mm -hmm. some deep things with our patients. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, mm -hmm. it's like moving emotional mountains. It is. And it, it's hard. It's oftentimes for me, I have to weigh out the, okay, is this person going to be offended by this? But I, I bring mm -hmm. it with so much love. Yeah. I oftentimes will hear my patient's story. They'll tell me, I just need to lose weight. I just need to fix my gut issues. And I have to take them back and say, okay, let's really talk about why you're here. Mm. You don't need a meal plan. You just told me so many nutritional facts. You mm -hmm. told me you've tried this, this, and that program. You have so much knowledge. Maybe you're, we're almost comfortable in our nutritional knowledge. Right. You don't need another meal plan from me. Let's talk about where this started. Oftentimes, we'll unearth things. I've had patients come to realizations that they binge eat at dinner time because their father left them when they were young, and the only time they would really see their dad was at the dinner table. Mm. So for them, that brings back that fond memory. Dinner is a connection to that person who has left them with this wound. Mm -hmm. I recently had a patient who... She canceled a visit with me, and so I reached out. I was like, hey, just thinking about you. You know, typically we're, we're usually in contact. She said, I, I'll be back. I just want to let you know. I came to the realization working with you that I'm in an abusive marriage, and I'm married to a narcissist. Mm. So things like that, we're unearthing where I'm saying, look, yeah, you can, you know, drink this smoothie, and we're, I'm going to give you this soup yeah. recipe, and you might feel a little bit better, but let's really get to the bottom of this trauma because... You keep falling back into these patterns and that trauma mm. keeps you in this binge eating cycle and that's making your symptoms worse. So let's really, let's get in it. Mm -hmm. And it's, I'm not uncomfortable with it and I want them to know that I'm here for you and I'm going to help see you through this if you want to do that work. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? And experience a brew that's not only delicious, but it's also health focus. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best, and then my second ever one as one of the best. And it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well-being. I'm gonna tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in that process is rooted in health-focused principles backed by solid, scientific, research-based, rigorous testing. They use the finest specialty-grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication, is my favorite, is their dedication to purity and safety. Their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides, toxins, and harmful mycotoxins, those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health, causing issues like liver and kidney damage, digestive problems, brain fog, and fatigue. Purity Coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity. And this is important because we have to understand coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee. And the reason it's good for us and ensures 
so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy, boosting compounds with every sip. Purity coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health, animal welfare, and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roast with sweet fruity notes and their dark roast with rich bold taste. So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research-based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day, creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses that work. I've been opened and I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights and these are staples. And, I, and not just me, I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle, staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen, it's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, you don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. That's real mm -hmm. healing, right? That's that's mm -hmm. what a healer is. But the, right. the fact of the matter is that the nutrition, as you said, James, mm -hmm. nutrition sets you up for that clarity. Mm -hmm. It's hard to make massive changes in your life when your brain's inflamed, when your gut's inflamed, <laughs> right? right? right. When right. you're dealing with your physical body, it's really hard to make those transitions. So really setting the stage for health and healing mm -hmm. starts with nutrition, right? So mm -hmm. you're just like, I feel good. I feel mm -hmm. good enough that I can make a big change in my life. Right. Let me ask you a question, Dahlia. The, as, as men, sometimes it's hard for us to be like, you know, because you, you guys have an open communication. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of people viewing, listening, go, you know, my husband never wants to talk about anything. Mm -hmm. He comes mm -hmm. home and he's like, no, no, it's good. It's good. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. How do we set a stage that is safe where the, uh, the, your partner feels okay to be like, I don't feel good. Like, mm -hmm. this is what's going on. And I'm really struggling with this. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you do together uh, communication-wise, maybe some tips? Because I know there's a lot of people listening who can really find value in that. I can, I can, I can say one thing I can mind was she was my best friend before uh. anything, you know, before we got married, before we were engaged and all that. I mean, she was my best friend, so I always felt that from the beginning. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe it starts there. I'm sure you can do other things to open it up, but I've always felt comfortable being there. And and I've seen some really toxic videos circulating on the on the internet where it's like, man, 
if you show weakness to your wife, that's it. You lost. Mm. They're never going to look at you the same. They're going to see you as this weaker, lesser. And that is so toxic. And I'm seeing that out there. I'm like, who is listening to this stuff? But I'll say one thing is from the get-go, we were friends. And then we became best friends. And then we became more. So she's my best friend. Um, I hope I'm your best friend. But like, <laughs> no, no. but she's my but like she's my go-to person and, and for everything. And it's been like that for so long. And again, not to be like, oh, I got to lean on you and I'm just right. going to dump everything. Mm-hmm. No, she's my go-to to make, I feel, one another better. Yes. But I don't and know if I, you can add to that's that. That's always been something that has always been real with us. Like, he's not mm. afraid to call out my BS, yeah. vice versa. And yeah. I think in a healthy relationship, you need that. You need yeah. that person who's not only going to cheer you on when you're doing well, but when you're not, to, you know, be there for you and say, mm-hmm. hey, you're in this, I'm in this too. This is what I have. This is my baggage. This is your baggage. You want to look through it and then unpack it together. Mm -hmm. And it's just someone who really intends on growing. We've learned each other's love languages. That was Mm -hmm. important for us. Sometimes I know like, hey, I can see you. You're down. You just need a hug. James' is top love language is physical touch. So I'll be like, hey, you a hug. Yes, absolutely. And that plays back into, you know, we as females oftentimes know that, that men's love language is physical touch and we'll we'll withhold. We'll be like, "Mm, don't touch me. Mm -hmm. Get away from me. Um, You know, so just kind of putting my ego aside as well. I think oftentimes we think of egos with males and that machismo and that comes from females as well. So sometimes I have to, okay, I'm having an ego. Let me drop it. He needs me to be there for him. Um, or I'll communicate, hey, I need you to be there for me. Mm. And just not expect each other to read one another's minds. Uh, you know, and, and I'll often say that, like, I, I know you're not a mind reader. I'm not a mind reader either. This is what I need right now. Mm-hmm. Can you be there for me in this way? If not, We'll, we'll figure it out another way. Mm-hmm. God, it just comes out. It's communication it's always. Communication. It, and clear, safe mm-hmm. communication, safe mm-hmm. container communication. No, I'm not going to be judged if I call you out on your bull. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not going to be judged mm-hmm. if I'm vulnerable in this situation mm-hmm. as a man or a woman. Like, this is so important. And we yeah. just lose it. I think, yeah, one word, it's like communication. I know it sounds it sounds like, oh, I've heard that before, mm-hmm. but but have you? Like, listen to it now. Communication. Like, communicate about everything. And everything. including yeah. your expectations. I think yeah. a lot of people set themselves up for failure when they're initially in the relationship wanting to show their best self. They don't want to point mm-hmm. out maybe some of these things that they see. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be in a mean, aggressive, you know, bullying way, but it's like, oh, hey, I noticed this is going on. What is this about? Let's mm-hmm. Let's really dive deep into that. And the right person won't be scared off by that. They'll be like, oh, wow. <laughs> Maybe they didn't even realize. Like, he's called me out on things before mm-hmm. that I didn't even know I was doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize. And now that we have Layla, we're both kind of noticing that Maybe we even still have some of these more toxic traits. I noticed I was telling him today, Layla this morning said something I have been notoriously guilty of saying, I feel bad. Mm. I feel bad. So let me just go to this place. I Mm -hmm. don't actually want to go to. Oh, I feel bad. I'll just do it. She said that this morning and I was like, whoa, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just slapped me in my face. (laughs) I need to get a hold of this. And, you know, she and I talked about it Mm -hmm. and I said, don't feel so bad for someone else that you're going to feel awful at the end of the day doing that thing. You're not honoring, you're not respecting yourself. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what kids do, man. They're, they're mirrors. They just go, here, mom and dad, look at yourself. I'm going to show you what you show me. And, yeah. and you go, oh, my gosh. And, mm-hmm. and it's like that with food. I mean, we know it's like that with food, but it's like that across the board with physical, mental, emotional yeah. as well. So kids are just these reflections of you. And you're going, oh, wow, yeah. I'm doing that to you. And now yeah. you're giving it to me. And, I'm, and then some parents get a, upset. I'm going to spank you. I'm going to do You're just mad at yourself, dude. Damn. Like, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's so deep. But... And it, and it applies across the board, like I said, with everything, including mm. food. Nutrition being totally one of them. So yes. many of my patients, you know, ask them, do you stress eat? Where did you learn that? Where did you learn that behavior? Where did you learn this dieting behavior where you're falling in and out of these cycles? And it's often mom and dad or siblings. And so really ensuring that we have that strong communication mm-hmm. with one another, that we are transparent with why we do things, what we're still learning. I always want Leila to know that I'm not this perfect person, but yeah. I'm a person who wants to learn every day so we can get better together. Powerful. And something that's really cool we're doing with Layla right now, she's six years old, she just turned six in February. Um, we're teaching her to understand her body because now she's been exposed to different friends and different foods and she's been tempted with different things. And we're showing her, she's been kind of like, my, my tummy hurts. What would you eat today? Oh, you know what? Mom and dad, I did have this thing from my my camp or mm-hmm. this and we found out <laughs> we found out at camp she's going to camp and they know we give her food we give her snacks and again we give her treats once in a while but she was eating like the really like crappy gummies like she she yeah. was eating a pack like every day mm-hmm. sure enough she was like my stomach hurts what did you eat she didn't she was kind of reluctant to tell us but we were like it's okay it's fine you can tell us she was like yeah okay I ate this and she just spilled the beans let us know we're like well, do you think you should be eating that? No. We ask her why. She's like, well, it has a lot of sugar and you can get diabetes. <laughs> she knows all of it, right? But it's like, it's knowing and doing are two different things. Right. But then when we connect it further and go, do you think your tummy may be hurting because you're not used to eating this? And we teach her, let's have artificial colors and dyes and preservatives. And we, we teach her this at six years old so she can go, yeah, wow, make those connections now rather than when she's what, 60 or 40, mm-hmm. and you're on medication now and you're going to have surgery. So it's it's crazy, but we're, we're making those connections and, and helping her realize these things that she's doing, right? So it's interesting, man. Kids are, are a whole nother level. It's a whole nother level, a whole nother yeah. la- layer that I didn't even think about because oh, yeah. I'm not there. But um, mm-hmm. one thing you mentioned is the, the importance of empowering your children. We mm-hmm. had Dr. Natasha Beck, and she's Dr. Organic Mommy on Instagram, mm-hmm. and she's on the board of EWG. She was on here a few weeks ago, and she said just that. Empower your kids, even if you don't think they understand the concepts of what you're oh, talking yeah. about, just tell them right. and teach them. They may not know the 100%. mechanism of diabetes. They don't need to. Right. But they know that this can lead to something without forcing, mm-hmm. empower them. And I, I think mm-hmm. that you both do an awesome job with Lena with, with that because mm-hmm. even when I saw her relationship with food different, when I when I met her for the first time, <laughs> I mean, she was eating. She, she's oh, got an yeah. appetite, this one. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like she was, I could tell she was savoring the flavor. She's like, oh, this is so good. And I was like, what do you have in there? What's in there? And she started naming everything in there. Like mm-hmm. you could tell she wasn't just unconsciously eating for fuel. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing to see. What you said right there, I mean, that that is it. And I have to touch on that. Yeah, well, well one, yeah, Layla, we've, we've taught her about food. She cooks with us. She grows in the garden with us. Like, she really loves, she's a foodie, like, at she its is. core, for she sure. She has a good palate. I'll be like, Layla, can you taste this? And she's like, mm, a little more ginger mom. And yeah. Really? More and it. she's good on it. And yeah. she's on I'm it. I'm like, Master Chef Junior, maybe. Yeah. Should be on that, but we'll see. But um, but what you said there is is food for fuel. And I want to I wanna shift that paradigm because it's, 
you know, one of the analogies I give is, is this, like your cell phone. Everyone has a cell phone, right? And you have power, you have Wi-Fi, and you have the satellite signal, right? Why do you have all these modes of power and information, right? And it's because you need to do a lot with that phone. Food is the same. You have food, liquid, and air, right? Those are our three modes. Mm -hmm. And it's not just for fuel, right? And I think so many parents think that. Here's the protein and carbs and fat you right. need. And it could be processed ham and processed cheese and crackers mm -hmm. and whatever. And you're, you're thinking like, okay, well, there's fuel. But it's like, no, food is a communication, right? Food is a connection. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot more people now in this space realizing that. And it's beautiful because there are things in food we haven't even discovered yet, mm -hmm. right? There's things in nutrition we don't even know about. We're just scratching the surface. And it seems so deep and we're just, we're just barely on the first, you know, layer perhaps. And so... Food is there to connect us, right, to the environment, to the world, mm -hmm. to our children, to nature, I mean, to, to all of it. So food is not just, it's not calories in, calories out. It's communication, it's connection, and it's so important. And so part of that is that knowledge. Part of that is that understanding and realizing what am I eating? Where did it come from? Why is this chard from the backyard so, tastes so much I guess, flavorful and you get sure. all those notes mm -hmm. rather than something that's frozen from God knows where, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's it's really cool to connect those dots. Yes, yeah. and to take her to the farmer's market and for her to know, hey, this is our amazing farmer. She picked these strawberries at four o'clock this morning. And, and it says Fountain Valley, you picked this morning Fountain Valley. And you're yeah. like mm -hmm. eating that strawberry going like, oh, cool. And they use like a dried seaweed uh, pesticide, right? But it's like a, it's a mm -hmm. seaweed pet. It just degrades and it's not toxic. And, mm -hmm. and wow, cool. That's how it should be though. Right. Getting our kids immersed in it. Right. Bringing our, let's see, when, when, if and when I ever have a kid, she or he should come into the farmer's market with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gonna, gonna pick out, gonna taste, have mm -hmm. a relationship with food, talk to the farmer. Where, where is your farm? Yeah. You know, what do you do on the farm? Do you have animals? Right. Whatever questions he or she has. Right. But it, but that's the connection we have to make early on. Mm -hmm. yes. A lot of us, I know I didn't, rightfully so, it's okay, but I didn't have yeah. a connection with food. Mm -hmm. And I still like kind of do, kind of. If and when I have my home, I'm going to have a beautiful garden now. Right, right. And you better mm -hmm. believe I know that the food from the garden has, like you said, those notes that mm -hmm. are just not there. When you even go to Whole Foods and get something, it just oh, yeah. tastes so much better. I remember mm -hmm. I, my, my friend in San Diego made me a nice salad from the garden. I'm not like big on salads. I don't like raw too much. Like, you right. know, like, kind of my stomach. I ate the salad and I was like, oh, I feel so strong. I remember <laughs> like, I started oh. like, the, the, the table was like a thousand pounds and I felt like I could lift it up. Yes. I was like, oh, muscles. She's like, she's like, what is going on with you? I was like, I don't know. I feel so good. Yeah. But that's how we should feel vital when mm -hmm. we eat. And vital. unfortunately... A lot of our food is devoid of those nutrients. And yeah, and nutrients, but but also food is there. I mean, you're getting viruses in your food. You're getting bacteria in your food. You have to understand we came, the, this microbiome that is in us came from that soil. So literally when we put that compost back in, when I put other other inputs into the garden mm -hmm. that Dalia that laughs at, but you know, it's, it's a cycle, right? Yeah. We're putting our waste into the garden and it comes back. It creates diversity mm -hmm. in that garden. That diversity gets transferred. Right now we have this red strawberry. I didn't pick it this morning. It's going to be there. And, uh, and I'm like, and it's there and it's waiting for me. And when I eat that, we're just, we're completing that cycle, yeah. right? Yeah. Of this like global and healing currency that mm -hmm. we call food. Food is the ultimate currency because it is just, it can be reused and reused and reused. And it, and, and it does mm -hmm. and passed on and you're passing on this 
vital inheritance, right? And Mm -hmm. it's so cool. And speaking of that, that was also just something that we were so passionate about. We are so passionate about passing things on. So empowering mothers to breastfeed, even if it's one hour, one drop, one day, really doing that work, giving your kids that amazing microbiome. We know Mm -hmm. breast milk is oh my gosh, they call it liquid gold for a reason. It's Mm -hmm. full of not only, again, energy, but Mm -hmm. it's full of something called human milk oligosaccharides, these very perfect nutrients for our gut. We have some of our most foundational microbiome species, Mm. our most foundational bacteria come from breast milk, so abundant, bifidobacterium infantis, so many of these other keystone species that come from breastfeeding. So again, we see from the beginning how food, we want what's convenient. And oftentimes not, I'm not saying that women, you know, oftentimes will not breastfeed just out of convenience. Some women truly can't. And that's another story. But um, we see that from the beginning. It's like, oh yeah, well, I'm tired. That that labor was hard. Let me just give a bottle right now. Mm -hmm. And and that story continues from there. We see when, you know, babies start eating here, shovel this food in their mouth. They turn into toddlers, watch your tablet and just eat what I gave you. Because it's more convenient to do it that way. Mm -hmm. Don't ask anything, just eat so we can go and do the next thing. So Mm -hmm. we really want to bring this awareness back. We really want to bring this connection back. And, you know, one thing that I mentioned in our first episode, and I only remember this because recently I saw someone and she was like, this sentence that you said on heal thyself really changed the way that I fed my kids from that day moving forward. I fed my kids differently. Um, I mentioned that we oftentimes wait until our kids have health issues for them to then learn on their own and or with us to change. And so we want to really set our kids up for success. And we know nutrition can be one of the most powerful foundational aspects of our lives. So really teaching them, again, not just to nourish their bodies, but to be more connected, to be more present, to understand that mealtime. That's that time to connect back with your earth. That's Mm -hmm. the time to connect with others you love. Turn off the screens, turn off the noise, and just love each other through this meal. It's like, yeah, don't don't wait, right? Like, why wait Mm -hmm. to do this until you're having symptoms, until your child is sick? And, And yeah, it's so powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Making uh, that time sacred. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it instills more of a connection to food. Because I've been mm-hmm. guilty of being like, oh, let me put up a post, but I got to go. Yeah. I'm eating <laughs> and I'm like scrolling, looking for the post, writing a yeah. caption as I'm on my last spoon. And I'm, I was like, my stomach hurts. Mm-hmm. Right, right. We're all guilty of that. Like, guilty. Yes. We still, I mean, we we try our very best. And that's, that's what we can do is do our, our best. Mm-hmm. And But we all, we do that. Like we were doing that the other day too. Like, oh, we, let's just post this thing. And mm-hmm. like, okay, come on, we got to go and do, we can get very busy, but then we can feel it. We go, okay, today we need to slow down. Yeah. Or like weekends are our time. It's family time. Yeah. Put the phone away. We don't really do much. Sometimes we'll post what we're doing on the weekend because we feel like it's meaningful. And we want to do it, but work stuff, nope, not happening. So mm-hmm. we, we have those boundaries for sure. So it's, it's good, but and Layla yeah. will call us out too. She'll be like, "Mom, there's no phone at the table." Yeah. Like, okay. See, she's <laughs> got right. her eye on, it and she—that's what she is. She's like a, a mirror, like you, yeah. like, like you said to both of you. Exactly. Crazy how kids it's... are just like the most innocent mirrors to both of us. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. they don't, there's no filter. Yes. They'll say what you say. They'll do what you do. They'll mm-hmm. act like you act. Yes. They have the direct line to your brain and your heart. Like mm-hmm. there's no, there's no nothing, right? It's just pew. It's like I'm gonna tell you the way it is. Yeah. It's but it's crazy cool. that you said. A lot of the time we villainize our kids for triggering a part of us mm. and showing us a part of us that mm-hmm. we don't want to see. Yes. And we spank them, 
right? Or we Instead, get, yeah, we get mad at them. And we get mad at them, right? And it's funny. I mean, if, if your kid isn't eating their vegetables, if your kid isn't listening, if your kid isn't, you know, doing something, mm-hmm. you have to look inward a little bit and go, yeah. well, why are How are you showing up? Right. Yeah. And, uh, she calls us all the time. And I love that. I told her that I love that. I'm like, I love when you try to make me more aware of my actions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not a one-way road. I don't want to be constantly telling her mm-hmm. things. We're communicating with one another. And I just always want her to know that that's okay. It's okay to question things. Yes, you know, certain situations we go along with generally what the adults recommend. But I always tell her, if something doesn't sit right with you at school, mm-hmm. where wherever you are with your friends, mm-hmm. speak up. Mm-hmm. Say something something ask questions it is never a wrong time to ask a question or call someone out it's empowering empowering mm-hmm. them to give your kids that power to speak for themselves or yes. actually to make those connections and have the awareness and go okay mom said that i should do this <laughs> and here's something i recognize mm-hmm. and here's something that i put together as a recognition i'm going to speak it mm-hmm. that's really empowering like I know i don't have any guidebook any playbook you guys are my only playbook i have <laughs> but if and when i have kids for the number one thing I've always known is I'm going to ask them what they feel, where mm-hmm. they feel it in their body, right? Mm-hmm. Give that autonomy early on and mm-hmm. responsibility. Mm-hmm. Guide them, mm-hmm. but have them have a connection where where's anger in your body? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're sad. Where do you feel that in your body? Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to put logic behind it, mm-hmm. having them in, in touch with their body is something yeah. that they're inherent. We all have that power, mm-hmm. yeah. but boy, do we lose it when we're, we start getting up here. Oh. We become more cerebral through life. Mm-hmm. So I love that kids, we can see kids in their body. They know, mm-hmm. right? They know, mm-hmm. I'm not hungry today. I don't want to eat all day. You're like, mm-hmm. what do you want? You got to grow. You're a growing little boy, growing little girl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something important you said about that. Now, look, you mentioned soil. Yeah. We have to talk about this. Yeah. And we told we were talking yeah. before we got on air about Zach Bush, he talked about soil. Um, and where what, there's a huge gap right now. Yeah. Huge gap. We have camps now all of a sudden going, you know what? There's no point in eating organic food. Because mm. organic food ain't nutritious. Pesticides don't do anything to you. Well, Christian, a pesticide is it's a chemical and everything's a chemical, right? Right. It's everything like... is a chemical. <laughs> and then they and then they'll do the <laughs> Dude, this is sarcasm, right? Yeah. They, they'll they'll do a I'll see a post of like all the stuff in banana and be like, see, it's a chemical. Yeah. I'm like, have we lost our mind as a society? My, my favorite is when they do the chemical name of water, right? They do right. like the dihydroxy dihy- mm-hmm. oxy, and they that's just water. But see, the chemical name is scarier. So right. everyone's just trying to scare you about. And this this can even connect back to the emotional aspect where they're gaslighting people. Like there are people. So what's gaslighting? So gaslight is when you're saying something is not there. Your your concern isn't real. Mm-hmm. You, what you're what you're fearing and and feeling and seeing and and actually experiencing that doesn't exist. Okay, that's gaslighting, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it it goes back to that emotional trauma where people can feel this from their healthcare provider. People can feel the, feel this from their healthcare provider talking about organic and their food and some of their supplements. Maybe you don't need that. Oh, that's all in your mind or that that. Stop reading. That doesn't exist. That's pseudoscience. The list can go on and on, right? But going back to to the soil, it's like I've I've been to a permaculture farm on different continents, right? On on, on different countries, and I've seen the difference. I've had farmers hold up conventional soil and organic permaculture soil, and it is visibly different. Mm-hmm. So besides what the research says, which there is tons of research, you have that visibility. You have the taste in the food. You have the health of your body. Mm-hmm. And for someone to go, that doesn't matter. Yeah. It, like, 
it blows my mind, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I can go on. I don't know if you have something to add to that, but, yeah, you but you know, so, so yeah, so you go back to the soil and you're thinking, okay, and then you couple it with the studies on the microbiome and the soil microbiome. And, oh, by the way, we get our 95% of our microbiome comes from soil. And when you hold up the same amount of soil, and if you got the same amount of your intestines, the soil would be like 20 times more diverse in microbes than your actual inside of your body. And in your colon, there are trillions, trillions. like, mm-hmm. you know, 10 to the to the mm-hmm. 15 of just viruses alone, let alone bacteria, fungi, protozoa. Mm-hmm. It's insane. So the the connections there. Then you go, okay, well, let's talk about disease. Okay, well, they did some studies in Europe and they found a correlation with those who are eating conventional versus organic. They have high rates of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and, and breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And you go, okay, so th- there's some studies there. And mind you, we haven't done even enough studies. Mind you that the European Union has banned so many chemicals that we are still using in the United yeah. States and around the world. So when you add all these layers of information, of facts, and you still have people out there going like, a chemical is a chemical. Oh, pesticides, there's no evidence. The EPA protects us. We know through court documents. And I have to shout out uh, Carrie Gillum, who's a, an amazing investigative reporter. She's written, she wrote a, a book, um, the Monsanto Papers, that just came out. And these are all coming out through court documents, right? Did a whole show on it. Did a, you did a whole, did a yeah, whole exactly. show on the Monsanto Papers. Now let's chat about something crucial. That is omega-3s. You know I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products, as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, right, we have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega-3s. And and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or in your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Puree's O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Puree is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Puree.com. Use my promo code DRG. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Puree. These days... These days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water, or kombucha, or coffee or tea. But not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body. You know, we all want to get that caffeine kick. Yeah, okay. But for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. 
The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system. The EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently. And the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up. So easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash DRG. They're so confident that you're going to love it. There's even a 30-day money-back guarantee. No code at checkout. Just go to P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E.com slash DRG. You're going to get 15% off plus all those freebies. So, and that's just one, that's just one right. chemical of the 80,000 plus synthetic chemicals that are out there. And when you're speaking on food, you have the G-R-A-S, generally recognized as safe. There's all these loopholes where, oh, we got another chemical coming out that's similar to this one so we can bypass all the regulatory and we're not going to really test it. Or maybe we'll kind of test it. We'll pay this university to ghostwrite some things. Which happens. Which this We have to know that happens. This 100% happens. We have proof that this happens. And so that confusion creates that illusion of like, well, this university is saying it's safe and all these other studies... Well, could those be ghostwritten? Mm-hmm. We know that happens. Mm-hmm. Is that happening? And it creates that confusion, right? Yeah. So, And it creates this false sense of safety for people where they're not, again, critically thinking, okay, even mm-hmm. if that one chemical was thoroughly tested, what happens when you mix this nice milieu of different sure. chemicals together? Is anyone testing that? How do you feel about eating these different things? How do you feel when you even eat organic versus conventional? Mm-hmm. Studies can show you, your own health can show you and mm-hmm. tell you, and you can feel it palpably in your own health as well. Yeah. So really, again, yeah. coming back into your own intuition. And mm-hmm. and I, I have to give some logic. I was talking to this with Dahlia. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. let's say in a world we don't have organic. We're all doing the conventional monocrops or spraying, or spraying hundreds of, of uh, it's what, hundreds of thousands of tons of, no, it's hundreds of millions of tons mm-hmm. a year of pesticides. We're spraying all that. We're doing all this plastic and dioxins and all this. And maybe we don't have an obesity epidemic. We don't have a diabetes epidemic. We don't have an, an autoimmune epidemic. Uh, you know, what is the male fertility? It's gone down 50% since yeah. 1973. Let's say none of that is happening. Would we be questioning conventional? Maybe not, yeah. right? Maybe go, oh, wow, everything's peachy. The, the industrial revolution was great. The chemical revolution was right. great. Plastics are great. Monoculture crops are great. And everyone's healthy. But what's the reality, right? Like mm-hmm. the reality is we have all those things mm-hmm. and we've done these things. So is there a connection? Mm-hmm. And, and when you look at the research, you're going, there's definitely a connection, right? And it's just, there's so many chemicals. There's so much going on. It's hard to find that smoking gun, yeah. but there's definitely something going on here. We have to question it. Part two to that is I'm not here and we're not here saying organic is perfect. Like USDA organic is great. Let's just do that. And we're going to all be happy and healthy and you know, sing into the rainbow. No, I think that's a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. I'm here to say USDA organic is not perfect, but it's a stepping stone to what it could be in the future. If, if enough people get behind it, if enough health professionals realize this, we can demand better and better and better and get to a more regenerative permaculture, right. all these all these buzzwords, mm-hmm. biodynamic, veganic. right? Veganic or whatever it is, but we can yeah. get better and better. And honestly, it could be in a hyper-local 
ecosystem mm-hmm. where you are getting your food from Fountain Valley if you live in Orange County, where it's just right next door mm-hmm. and it's all these wonderful things and we are recycling our nutrients, And right? it's interesting because it's almost going back to back in the day when people said, oh, vegan is elitist, vegan is mm-hmm. not realistic for people, the mm-hmm. food is not accessible. Look where we are. Sure, not all the vegan products available are yeah. the most nutritious. For sure. But again, we prove them that no, it's it's not unsustainable. It's not elitist. The food is available and it can become available mm-hmm. when we demand for it to yeah. be available. So if we're misleading people and the public is not properly educated on organic or they're believing these things like, oh, no, that chemical is a chemical, whatever. Who's going to be demanding these things and who's going to show up to meet that demand mm-hmm. when we're creating this illusion? Here's here look, here's here's my problem with food science pages on Instagram. Here's my problem with short-sighted medical doctors who are vegan on Instagram is that they are not critical thinkers. Mm-hmm. They do not see the big picture. Here's the, and this is what you said, mm-hmm. Dahlia, critical, critical thinkers. Yep. When we see a study on a pesticide, it is on that pesticide in a vacuum. It would be foolish to think that we live in a vacuum. You mentioned, Dahlia, mm-hmm. the entourage effect. How do they all work in a milieu together? Mm-hmm. This we don't know. How do they work over time? What about the ones that bioaccumulate yeah. in the body over time? Not all of them mm-hmm. just come out in our pee that day. Mm-hmm. On top of that, what, I, what really opened my eyes a few years ago was the, the uh, non-monotonic dose response mm. of, B, uh, say, for example, BPA. Mm. We, we expect the more BPA you're exposed to, the more physiological symptoms you're having. Mm-hmm. And that curve is going to look like it's upward trending curve. Mm-hmm. What happens is there's another blip at a lower level, lower than EPA, FDA allows, that we see, again, a spike in symptoms. So what mm. we're seeing is that even at small doses... Mm-hmm. lower than the regular amount or the amount that's safe, it's affecting us, mm-hmm. which is crazy. So this is why it'd be foolish for me to say, to see one pesticide study and go recognize as safe. Oh, why are we doing oh, organic? The this science is, is settled. <laughs> it's, it is far from, I'm, I'm, it, it's, like, it's, right. like, it's like we laugh, but it's, it's ridiculous. Oh, we, it's laugh. Ridiculous. we laugh so we don't cry. Yeah. Yeah, it's, right. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. The leading voices can't critically think mm. right and there's people that we know in in our community yeah. who do not critically think and it's mm-hmm. it's a little it, it strikes me a little bit you know what i mean mm-hmm. but at the end of the day what do we do we empower people to understand mm-hmm. that there's more to it we don't even take into account heavy metals mm-hmm. that are coming from pesticides people think it's pesticides and heavy metals is another thing mm-hmm. no heavy metals are in pesticides we know for a fact things like arsenic are carcinogenic. Mm-hmm. Lead can ch- can lead to neurotoxic effects on the children. Mm-hmm. This is not a pesticide. Conditions are on yeah. the rise. Yeah. As these pesticides are. Yeah. Phthalates, phthalates are found in pesticides and then sprayed all over our food. For so sure. It's, it's it is. I mean, there's so many in there. I mean, even the chemical uh, composition of these end product herbicides they're not just that one chemical they're a formulation Mm -hmm. and we don't study that formulation Mm -hmm. it it blows my mind and a lot of these pesticides are made in third world countries and then they're imported here Mm -hmm. so they're made in these factories in china where it's cheap labor cheap you know uh basically cheap inputs and then it gets shipped here Mm -hmm. and we put a stamp on it safe and it's like what so and then we're we're destroying the ecosystem where it was made to destroy another ecosystem across the ocean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's so crazy and and something that stuck out today i you know everything happens for a very particular reason at a very particular moment and of course i have you guys on this i'm driving out of topanga and i I told you Mm -hmm. guys i lived to them i lived in the mountains you remember when i had my place in Venice? yeah yeah and i'm driving out and literally on my block before i get like on the road to go down the mountain on my block i see this guy a landscaper 
right on the side. It's not even <laughs> someone's front yard. It's no. literally like where I do my walk. He has a backpack with a plastic jug mm-hmm. and it says Roundup in big letters. Uh. And I go, what the? I'm like, what does that say? Roundup. And he's spraying like just like little squirts mm-hmm. on, on the, the grass or like the dirt that I took a shortcut on the day before. I took, I walked through that dirt. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm here convinced that where I'm living is some pristine area. Everyone's eco-conscious. Everyone's like anti-this. How in the hell are my neighbors spraying it? I mean, it's just this is the most sobering thing ever. Yeah. I mean, this is Southern California. You go do yoga, you get your smoothie and all that. And it's like, what? You're seeing that. And it's, I couldn't believe it. it. We can't. And, you know, honestly, and I <laughs> I will laugh. I, I'm, you know, James's biggest fan. But also at the same time, like this man will pull over anytime and he'll be like, hey, what are you spraying? Where's your permit? I will are stop you, do, Are you putting up the proper signs uh-huh. where we used to live? We used to live in a city called Ladera Ranch in Orange County. Mm-hmm. And when we moved there... Really, James was like, oh my gosh, the landscapers are here every day. It is insane. Mm -hmm. We would see them day after day just spraying everything. So he started questioning things. He was Mm -hmm. like, what are you guys spraying? Oh, mm-hmm. what what is that combined mm-hmm. with? Yeah. Under what conditions are you supposed to I be spraying was, they this? They hated me. Say <laughs> you were that guy. I was that guy. But that's okay. Yes. Yeah. So he brought this up to the HOA. Of course, he was, you know, like, oh well, he was told people who live here pay for it to look like Disneyland. They don't care about the health implications. So James, being the curious guy that he was, he was (laughs) like, well, then let me ask the people if they care. So we started asking around, talking about it, you know, in the the Facebook group. Started one of the Facebook groups. Yeah. Here we come to find out. Ladera Ranch is a cancer pocket. Mm -hmm. Here we come to find out. So many pets have developed cancer over Mm -hmm. the years. Females are developing breast and ovarian cancer Mm -hmm. left and right. Once James started talking about it and we started talking about it, more and more voices joined in. And that was how long? Four or five years ago when we found out just Mm -hmm. last week that they changed to organic pest management. Unbelievable. I feel so amped up right now. Like I ate an organic garden meal right now. I'm flipping this table up. Hell yeah, that's how it should be. And that's that's how it starts. One person. One person takes that time out of their day. Uh, One day I was like, I went in the garage. I was like, who's James talking to? I go look over one of those guys with his little backpack on. Mm -hmm. What did he do? Unfortunately, (laughs) we moved. We're in a different city now. And I'm I'm starting this in our new city. We have an HOA where we are in Unfortunately, and uh, what what what? Or you probably remember? She remembers this stuff more than I do because I'm just doing it. I'm just right. like, hey, hey, hey! But she remembers. Yeah, the guy was like, they told me about you because yeah. she didn't go out there. You got the rep, man. Yes, got the rep. he'll be like, stop. What are you spraying? Where are your signs? My daughter plays right there. We walk our dog right there. For You're sure. supposed to be posting signs. It's not not legitimate. It's absolutely it's worthy absolutely. of concern, you know. And I have this theory that my dog died years ago mm. from walking on a community. It was a retirement community my dad lived in, and uh, it was very well kept. Mm. And you would never see weeds. You'd never see grass too high. And the poor dog was like very sensitive. He was like more albino, more mm. sensitive. His face would be always red when he would mm. walk. His paws would always be red. He'd be itching. And I just had this intuition that whatever the hell they're spraying on there, mm-hmm. he's putting on his face and he died from cancer. Mm. Very early, like he was young. And for me, it's like people may be listening to this and not have any idea or ever have put that together. Mm-hmm. And maybe just maybe where their kids are playing or where their dogs are walking or where their food is being grown mm-hmm. is being exposed to pesticides and or herbicides. And that's why I, I have to, if I see it, I'm going to stop it because kids, we know for a fact, mm-hmm. this is sci- this is science. We want to we reference science here. 
children and pregnant women are more vulnerable. We're talking about a vulnerable population. It, it, it is children and pregnant women. You get that teratogenic effect in utero, right? We know these chemicals are in the placental and amniotic fluid, right? We know it's in breast milk. So what are we doing here? Why are we bringing this to our neighborhood? It's already in our ag, and we're also going to bring it right to your doorstep. Mm-hmm. So this, this, you know, this is my call to action. If you see it, stop it. Demand, just and demand them to stop, and you can. Your guys are they right work there. For you. The demonstration right there. Absolutely. You guys are the best example. It, it works, and so, but look, but and this, and this takes a step back where you got to take care of yourself. If you're too busy with work and you're like, I don't even have time to cook dinner. How am I going to start this movement and mm-hmm. stop this and that? It's only because I looked inward, made sure I was healthy, took care of myself, that I have the extra time to then again that clarity mm-hmm. to go. Why are we spraying toxic chemicals on plants? Mm-hmm. And I don't even like to use the term weeds. That's a made-up term. Mm-hmm. It's a negative connotation, mm-hmm. right? There's no such thing as a weed. That it's a plant. Mm-hmm. And honestly, dandelion is one of the most nutritious plants, mm-hmm. but we call it a weed, right? So I don't even like to use it. Why are we saying, hey, it's okay to get toxic chemicals at our doorstep to spray the plants in cracks? Mm-hmm. Where How does that make that okay? any how does that make any sense? So when you think about it, not logically, you're going, what the heck are we doing? I wonder if the people who are paying to make the place look like Disneyland, if they knew the information, there is a high likelihood that this stuff, if they had a little note on their door, right? They, they just taped it right on the door. We're going to spray some crap, but there's a high likelihood that your dog may die over the next few years because of this. And or your child may develop cancer, autoimmune mm. disease, eczema, mm-hmm. brain issues, cognitive issues. Mm-hmm. Check yes or no. How many people would check yes just to have it look like Disneyland? Mm-hmm. And how many people listening to your view have no idea about this? Yes. Maybe they go. did check yes, but it was in a binder full of HOA documents. Yeah. They had to sign. Who's going to stop and read through this stuff? And that's what they were telling us. Initially, James would go and they'd be like, oh, well, it's posted at the clubhouse. Uh-huh. People can know. So you go in the clubhouse, you go in the bulletin, you look all through the <laughs> yeah. and then, oh, it's there at the bottom where uh-huh. no one looks. And uh-huh. it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there it is. So it... it you know, and, and that's why... And, and if you are maybe not aware of all the health and nutrition and all that... What about money? Like you're paying for this, right? Most likely, mm-hmm. you're paying for this with your tax dollars through the city, or if you live in an HOA, you're paying through it with it through your HOA. Mm-hmm. So you're paying to get poisoned. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense, isn't it? Wild, and it and this is not inflating anything. This is no. absolutely no. logistical. It's in you talking to people and being the. For me, if people have the informed consent, understanding what's there, mm-hmm. I guarantee more people would be talking. Oh, it's yeah. only because you have the information, but this is what we try to do on shows like this. Mm-hmm. Get these people the information, understand, because there's going to be people listening and viewing who are in a housing association mm-hmm. you know, complex. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. And now, because of this interview, they're going to be like, the hell are you spraying? Mm-hmm. Right. Give me some more information. Right. I want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And more likely than not, it's chemicals, toxic crap. Because mm-hmm. if they did it up in Topanga, in where it's like mm-hmm. nature's most serene, and I saw it today, a block from me. I'm driving my car. I'm literally slowing down, and we're making eye contact as he's You're playing like, it. It was like the most like non-magical moment. I was like, I can't believe what's happening right now. It was so it's surreal. Like shock. Well, and speaking of informed consent, a lot of these employees don't even have informed consent. They have no mm-hmm. understanding yeah. of I what they're doing. I kind of wanted to get out and tell them For you in himself. Spanish. I was going to be like, yeah. mm-hmm. my friend, like... You got to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what this is you're spraying? Mm-hmm. I felt bad in that moment because I guarantee he had no idea what he was spraying. No idea. And oh. that's what we find. 10 out of 10 times, and I've done this many times, <laughs> they have no idea what they're spraying. They can't even tell me the name. A lot of times they have to take off the pack. I'm looking at their own pack to tell them what they're spraying. Yeah. They're not wearing company boots or no. gear or masks. They are wearing their clothes that they're going to go that's home. That's what it was. That's what it was. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it's Walking like, what are home. we doing to these poor people? Yeah. 
And again, and I'm Hispanic, you're mm-hmm. you're Hispanic. These are Hispanic people that that luckily I they speak English with me. I'm my Spanish is horrible. Right. We communicate. Sometimes Dahlia has translated yeah. one, like one or two times. But um but yeah, I mean we'll we'll communicate. And it's like they have no idea. No it's, idea. It's, uh, and this can, you know, outside it can happen. Our cleaning lady, you know, I've talked to her, hey, what are you using at other people's homes? She's now mm-hmm. using vinegar and Dr. Bronner's. For sure. Because we said we don't want that stuff in our house. Can you use our cleaning chemicals, please. And now she's understood. I ask other families, do you want me to use this natural stuff? I'm like, do this for you. not Mm -hmm. And it's for them too. But I care about you and I love you and I want you to be healthy. And so you start there. You start in your home Mm -hmm. and it permeates and people want to know what you're doing. There are other organizations like non-toxic neighborhoods. There are other amazing organizations who are spreading this. It starts with you, then starts with your family, in your home, Mm -hmm. then your neighborhood, then your community. Before you know it, you help the whole city go to an organic pest management policy and and you're like, whoa, oh, cool. And we have that power. Yeah. That's a thing. Once intention is there, those gears start moving. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? And then you're presented with every opportunity to succeed at this. And and we do do it. You get roadblocks, but you guys are doing it so, so, so damn well. Thank you. Uh, I'm very inspired (laughs) to have a family. (laughs) And flip tables. And flip tables. (laughs) Grow a garden. Start putting my hands on my waist and asking who is next door spraying this. Yeah. I'm inspired. You guys both got me all fired up. All right. So viewers, listeners, where are they going to find you? What's the Instagram? What's the projects? We want to know everything. Mm. Go ahead. So our practice is Married to Health. We are available for consultations. We, like James said, have other integrative dietitians who we work with who are incredible. We are coming out because we recognize one-on-one is great. We love people one-on-one and we want to reach more people. So we're working on some exciting things. We're working on a good gut A to Z. I really want people to understand what are different Mm -hmm. foods that they can be eating. How do they find it? How do Mm -hmm. they cook it? How do they get it into their good gut? Mm-hmm. So we're coming out with information on that, recipes for the whole family. And of course, our specialty is SIBO and IBS. Mm. So we continue to support people with SIBO and IBS. We're coming out with some exciting things. We have a group membership for our mm-hmm. patients who we see with SIBO and IBS. And we're coming out with ebooks and other really exciting courses and things. Yeah, so MarriedToHealth.com, at MarriedToHealth mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. you are. And yeah, we're just, mm-hmm. and, and then environmental nutrition is my passion. So this mm-hmm. that's all integrated in everything we do. This is a layer of your care, is that environmental nutrition. What's in your home? What are you spraying? What's outside your home? We, we get into that if you want to get into that. If, if you as a patient are open to that and ready for that, we'll take you there. Love that. Take you on that journey. Shoot, I am empowered. I know a lot of people viewing listening are empowered. Thank you. Yeah. You guys are like, I love uh, the dynamics you bring. You know, it's not only physical health, it's <laughs> mental health, it's it's family health, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's partnership health. And that's really radiant healing. That's how you live life, right? Thrive. You go through the crap, but you understand how to how to bring how to surpass it and be be good, your high selves. I thank you both for being on episode. It should be like 104, 105. So hundred wow. episodes later, there you, you know, we, we're not going to wait another hundred episodes. We got to get you on ASAP again, right? <laughs> right, right. We'll, we got more to talk about. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah all right, for guys. Sure. We'll bring Layla. Bring Layla. Oh, yeah. that'd be good. And I, and I would actually urge you all to go on their Instagram because you guys are posting. First of all, she's the cutest girl. Yeah, she's the cutest little girl. She's got a personality. She's a little woman. Oh yeah. And everything she does is cute. So every time I see one of your stories up, I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah, let me see. Oh, there she is. Like, you know, I just it's just beautiful. So um, I would urge you all to go follow and just you know want to brighten your day. Just thank watch their empower little little child. So thank you both for being thank here. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you for having you. us, man. Yeah, so yeah. It's special. Always great to spend time together. All right, love yeah. you both. All right.
super awesome interview with these two. As always, I mean, you know, the more quiet I am, you know, the more enthralled I am by the conversation because, you know, it's just hearing them talk and how much passion is coming out of them. It's real. And when you're in line with your passion, there's so much beauty that happens in the world. And just hearing how they were able to make a massive change in even the use of pesticides in their own community and having that change in the in the housing unit and, and in the town, it's amazing stuff. So very motivating. Anyway, thank you for joining, rating, reviewing, subscribing. I will see you next week and much love.